Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Yes, people. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. There's always like a need to say that three times for some reason. Um... Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the penultimate episode of season seven. As you've probably said the same thing in your put in your lives as well. Time has gone by so quickly in the last what eight nine weeks of this season, even your lives as well. Um, but I hope you're all doing good. You're all doing okay. I hope everyone is you know if you're alive, if you're breathing, if you're healthy, that's a win. Um, that's a plus, and I hope everyone is doing great. Today's episode is a bit different in terms of its structure, in terms of what you're used to, in terms of how we shape the episodes. And we're talking about bullying. Bullying, bullying, bullying. B-U-L-L-Y-I-N-G, bullying. Um, and like we've had interest in this topic for a while and we kind of felt this was a good, good chance to reshape how we might address approach um, episodes that we normally do now what that means is we've obviously had our episodes in a conversational manner um in the past as we often tend to do either by myself and toby alone or with special guests one or two of them but for this topic of bullying we thought it might be helpful to reach out to a lot more people and get some thoughts and experiences and stories about bullying and in doing so reaching out to people in terms of three four five six more than two that we have an episode anyway and we needed to change how we approach the episode change the structure and i thought you know the best way to do that what we thought was to try out in a a different way of, of an episode because it might be nice to capture the nuanced experiences of different people um, regarding the topic of bullying. Now, that aside, um, my interest in bullying particularly, I think, as a topic to explore and talk about, it began from the incident that happened in Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria, um, in a school called Darwin College. And for those who don't know, um, I think about last year, sometime last year, I think December, there about there was a twelve year old kid called Sylvester, um, who died, um, who who died after, who died right, and he apparently well the story I I've not really followed it since that point but what happened from what I know is so so this kid Sylvester was was in junior secondary school that's GS two so that's year two of secondary school in Darwin College, and you know he got rushed to the hospital because of injuries that he had. Now, the school authorities claimed that the injuries he had were while playing football. Um, but his dad, who was quite vocal about the issue online, um, said that, that, that Sylvester said he wasn't playing football and that, you know, he said he was in his room with his classmates, right? And the boy died based on the wounds that he suffered from a violent beat-up by school bullies, you know? And I think... I think this was November, actually, November last year. And this kind of triggered like a massive outcry on social media and across the country as well in Nigeria. 
you know, activists, celebrities, governments, you know, everybody expressed shock about the issue. I think even the school was sealed off as well for a period of time. But again, I don't, I didn't follow up the um, eventual outcomes of what happened, whether, you know, they found, they found bullies, whether the school was fine, whatever, I'm not really sure. But the point is, a young, a young, a young boy died, right? And, that, and that's very, very sad. And that's pretty much bullying in its most extreme case, right? Instant, instant, fairly instant death. So, and it's not as if like before this happened, we didn't know bullying did not exist. Of course, like we've experienced bits of it as well growing up in secondary school when we were younger. Some people still do even in their adult days, which is unfortunate. Um, but of course, like it's never a great sight to see regardless, right? So I kind of decided, you know, okay, let me do some digging around bullying and learn more about it and see what I could trace to myself, you know? And I thought, let, let, I thought it was good to do that before we invited people to talk about their experiences. So before we jump, in, jump into the stories, the rich stories from real people, um, let me just talk to you about what I found and what I learned and what I uncovered about bullying. So I, I kind of read a lot of things. So I read some um, public newspapers online, of course. I read some research articles. I looked at some surveys, etc. Now, the interesting thing about data is if you're African, if you're Nigerian anyway, we don't have a lot of data. It's just, it's just terrible. Like, there is no research culture. There is no... It's, it's, yeah, it's quite sad because data and information sheds a lot of light on a lot of things, and we don't have that in... in for some things, we do have in some things, but they have to be, like, very, very important things. But I, like, I tried to find data on bullying, for example, in Africa. Um, the best I could get to was um, some work done by David Brown, Riley, Bochard, and Ken, and they looked at bullying in pretty much Uganda, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Swaziland, and Namibia, and that's like mostly the eastern part of Africa, and not particularly, I didn't find anything much on the West Africa, which is quite sad. Um, and of course, that's important because when you talk about bullying, even though there's a universal trend to it, you also don't want to disregard the element of culture and context, right? Which I love so much. But that aside, talking about bullying, for example, I think it's definitely one of the most distressing experiences for any young person, right? For a child who has been bullied, right? And it's even worse when it occurs over a period of time, you know? And bullying is quite in big problem amongst people that are young, children, adolescents. You know, if you look back at your history, you might, you might remember the worst bullying experiences in those days of when you were young. And I think this is why, like, in some cases, people consider bullying part of a normal aspect, normal in quote of childhood. You know, and people say, well, it's normal to be bullied in, as a kid, and that's part of what socializes you into the world. Um which is quite interesting to see because, you know, you can understand that perspective, but again, should we make it normal? And to what extent can interventions um, block it, reduce it, or minimize it? But let's first define bullying as it is. Um, so generally speaking, bullying is an act of aggression, right, with malicious intent that is often shaped by an imbalance of power, all right, and is carried out 
not just once, but could be carried out multiple times. Now, it's like sometimes you find that bullying happens between different um, classes of people. So either relating to age or gender. So for example, um, I found that, you know, boys are more likely, more often to be involved in bullying than girls. Um, but also, interestingly, both as bullies and victims, right? And, you know, you find that the, the, the age of bullying has a trend. The age of bullying as, as, as a, an experience one faces or, or, or takes part in has, has like this age trend. And most times I've found that most people were bullied between the ages. There's a downward trend actually from the ages of eight to 16. And what that means is like, if you're between those ages, the older you are, the less likely you are to be bullied. And the reason for this is simply because people who older students, you know, in secondary school, high school, etc., you know, often bully the younger ones. And at that point of our time, our lives, the imbalance of power often dealt with um, physical strength or size or, you know, position in school in that sense, right? So again, you find that um, bullying happens a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in relationship between an older um, older student, older person, and a younger student, a younger person in the context of um, school-based settings, right? Now, the, the interesting thing about bullying as well is if you look back at your experience, if you've had one um, as a kid uh, or as a teenager, young adult, you know, what I also found was that even though it's common in the young ages, right, it's always rare that the adults around will be aware of everything that's going on. The adults were often only aware about small amounts of bullying behavior, you know, and that's also interesting because it begs the question of why. Is it, is it lack, of, it's lack of attention or is it that victims do not always report? I mean, I have my answers. What do you think? And why do you think, you know, in, in our back in the days when we were younger, people who were older were not always aware about the extent of bullying that was occurring either to us or in our environments, right? That's something to consider. But going forward, um, there's, this, there's this agreement that I also found that, you know, bullying children, so bullies in essence, kind of shared many characteristics of that are similar to people who were generally aggressive, in quotes. And I found that bullying bullies, like who were kids, teenagers, in that sense, um, they were often characterized with having hot temperaments. So hot tempers, you know, some would have less fortunate family backgrounds. Um, and the key one that I found was that a lot of bullies also had this view of relationships that valued aggression, you know, and as such, they found bullying as a way to achieve power and influence, particularly in a, in a peer environment that is quite tough and quite um, competitive, you know, and that's quite interesting because if you're around an environment where we, relationships are formed based on um, trade-offs of asymmetries of, of power, and you know of an influence you kind of feel like the ways to make to gain primacy over someone has to involve some level of aggression 
you know and that's why kids who go grow up in homes that are often you know there's domestic abuse that's how they often interpret relationships um you know going forward okay so but after, after learning all this after learning all this after seeing all this reading so much about bullying um learning quite a bit about it um obviously it's a very huge topic you know but this is what as much as i covered in the time that i had available and we then thought well given what we've just said why don't we um get the experiences of people who are grown up as so people our age mostly people who are not kids people who've grown up possibly already experienced bullying in this essence many years ago and get them to talk about it but also we'll ask them the questions not particularly by bringing up their childhood but by just asking them very very open questions and letting the answers unravel and unfold um, relating to bullying so we reached out to six people and they agreed to participate um in this narrative story and this and this episode of bullying and we definitely kept them anonymous throughout the episode um just for their own confidentiality in this case and you know we thank them for even you know agreeing to talk about an experience that might be very very personal um and you know give us in a platform to share this you know this experience that they've had in that sense so again six people we spoke to about bullying and we asked them a couple of questions and it was a very very interesting um experience for us as the listeners um not just in terms of comparing experiences but also to hear how people have gone through bullying in different ways and how they react towards it right so you know that's i won't this was this was one way you might not say it was fun it was interesting and eye revealing and even though we're older now you then think about oh can i turn back the clock for myself and go and change a few things of course that's not that's too late now so what we can only do now is to think about how the experiences that we've gone through in terms of bullying shaped us today and how and to what extent are we also maybe manifesting bullying in other people's lives right now without knowing it. So it, was a, it helped reflection, it helped for personal growth, and I hope it does the same for you. Let's begin. So the very first thing we wanted to know was to get some personal context of all our participants. And we asked them, first things first, to tell us what city they grew up in because we wanted to have an, an idea of their locational context and background. I wanted to know also what decade they were born um, just to have an idea of the age group, generational group that they belong to, um, whether it was 90s or 80s in that essence. And here is what they said. I was born during the 90s in a city near Venice in Italy. I grew up in Ibadan. Um, I was born in the 90s. I'm a 90s baby. I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. I was born in the 90s, the early 90s. Ah, I grew up in the same city now. The one and only IB city, Ibadan. Ibadan. 
Western Nigeria, um, capital of Oyo State. I was born in the nineties. Um, so I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a nineties kid. So I was born in the nineties. Yeah, um, I mean that little bracket between millennial and Gen Z. Um, and I was born in Lagos, and that's where I grew up. And that's where I lived until I went away for uni. This is a very difficult question to answer because I grew up in several cities. Um, but the cities that I would say I spent the most time in are um, Nairobi, Pretoria, and New York. Uh, so yeah, I'd put those three cities. What decade was I born in? The 90s. So we moved on to the bullying experiences um, and this is where it probably got a bit more personal. This is where we began to see and uncover, you know, the similarities and differences between everyone's experiences. Um, albeit we acknowledge that these are just six people, but we can pretty much assume and maybe just guess, a disciplined guess that some of the experiences might reflect some of yours or some of some of the people that you may have known in the past. So. We asked them to first start by telling us what kind of bullying experiences that they had, um, whether it was physical or emotional. And we kind of probed them to talk more about who they were bullied by, um, what they believed to have caused the bullying experience, and also tell us more about how, they, how often it tended to occur in their lives. And so after asking these questions, um, here's what they all said. When I was during my first years of the secondary school, uh, I have been bullied by some kids. It was an emotional bullying because they were basically making fun of me because of my uh, physical aspect. I can actually relate it to something that happened. I think it was just some bunch of kids who wanted to make fun about other people uh, for non, no reason. <laughs> um so yeah, he, it was happening during the school hours and, and that's all. Um, the kind of bullying I experienced. Oof, I mean, I was, I was going to Google it to just be sure that, you know, it was bullying, right? Because I went to a boarding school and, you know, there was the expectation of like seniors being mean. And like, I was ready for that. You know, I was that mouthy junior that would find a way around things. I got punished, definitely. I got, I got, I got punished. I got into trouble, but I don't think I ever really felt singled out for um labor which which i think um bullying would imply like you know where someone was coming to seek me out to punish me especially i don't think that happened i mean it happened a few times where it was like i was being mouthy and you know it was an exchange and a confrontation i didn't really feel bullied but the 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 weird part is that you know at some point i feel like and i'm trying to be careful right because I was going to Google this to be sure that, you know, I'm using the right words, right? I feel like my friends, yeah, the people who were my friends were bullying me or I felt bullied in, in our friendship, in our relationship, right? So, um, you know, high school now, boarding school, school was fully boarding and so we spent a lot of our time together, right? So that was where, like, you know, relationships were formed, cliques were formed, right? Inadvertently, 
I became part of a clique, right? It was never my intention. Like, I didn't go out seeking that. But even though I was technically part of the clique, so being part of the clique meant that, you know, I couldn't really pursue um, other friendships. It wasn't until my senior school. Yeah, let me let me save that. But all of this happened in junior school. So because I was part of a clique, you know, it meant that I couldn't really pursue other friendships and I had to be in that fold. But I did not enjoy that friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, my goodness, every... Yeah, I did not I did not enjoy the friendship at all. Like I remember incidents where um, you know, so it was a it was a clique of four, and then the three other girls would like sit on my bed and another bed, and you know, four of us would be there, but I would still be excluded from the conversations. I'll be excluded from like, you know, lunch um trips, trips to the talk shop. And yeah, I was hurting deep down inside because I couldn't really tell anyone because you know, I was part of a clique and people really hated <laughs> hated our clique apparently and even me that was there i hated the clique but there was that um at some point i got to know that um some of them were jealous of me because they felt like i wasn't working hard enough for my grades <laughs> which was weird because I, I was a slacker but somehow i'll still be you know i'm pretty much at the top of class and for them they were really upset i mean they were, they were above me in academics they weren't always above me maybe i should start from there yeah but i, I, I didn't really care so much about like studying and all of that, but I used to hurt them that they um they would study and then you know grades would come out and maybe they'll just be above me with a few percentage digits. <laughs> I think that so if you ask me off the top of my head, was I bullied? I'll tell you no, right? But then if I dig deep, right? Because if I dig deep and try to think that apart from like physical abuse, physical bullying. Emotionally, yes. I I can I can say that there have been instances where I was made to feel small or intimidated. And if we're going to classify that, then yes. Who was I bullied by? Uh I was bullied by maybe seniors in secondary school. I don't recollect any instance of uh, of bullying in primary school. No, primary school was love and light. <laughs> it was secondary school. And maybe people that I wanted to be friends with. And um, a couple of even people that I called my friends. Yes. Um, what do I believe caused the incident or incident? Mm. Um a couple, maybe bad luck, like random luck. I just happened to be in the place where a senior was trying to flex muscle and my head carried it. Uh, maybe I said things that I shouldn't have said and I got the it washed down. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think, yeah. Either I was in a place randomly or I said things and... Maybe the person felt I shouldn't have said that or I spoke out of turn or something. Mm, how did it tend to occur? So, yeah, just like I said earlier, it, it was mainly, because it's emotional, so it was mainly in conversations. It was mainly in discussions. It was, yeah, it was a deal of words. And I think, and to be honest, uh, words are also as powerful as physical because you, there's some words that were spoken that you... That I don't, I, I still remember till today. Yeah. 
random words, maybe even good words, bad words, but they tend to stick. My bullying experience was both physical and emotional, and that was even for the first time. Um, I was bullied by my family, friends, people that were supposed to protect me. There were three sisters, and one was already in secondary school because I was in primary school with the... Um, I was in primary school with the third sister and the second sister, actually, yes. Um, the second was, like, two years older than me, and the third one was obviously my, my age mate. So she and her um, second sister would make me feel miserable. After school, then my mom didn't usually come to pick me on time, so it would be us just in school on the playground playing and all. And I would want, I mean, I was always like a, sh- well, not really shy. I mean, I was a talkative and all, but I guess they just didn't like something about me. But so I tried to like hang with them. And instead of making me feel welcome or like, let's just, you know, have fun together, they just start saying bad words at me, pushing me away, both physically and emotionally, insulting my, my looks, insulting, you know, insulting the way I act, calling me slow. There's a particular word I can never forget. Dodoyo. <laughs> that was what they called me then. Basically just made me feel very stupid. And ever since then, I think I, I just lost my confidence from that. Really, really lost my confidence. What do I think caused the incident? I cannot say. And I'm pretty sure it might have been something silly like i mean we were all young it was primary school like primary four or three i think and you mean i mean some of us just say things that we don't even know so maybe i did say something that was upsetting or something but i don't think it was bad enough for that because when i think back no i don't think it was anything because even after then during holidays when i like would go to their place just to visit they'd be nice to me during that time because my mom was there but in school after school I don't know. It just changed. So I I don't even think I did anything. Um, How it occurred was... So, I mean, you have, like, a front part of the pl- playground and you have, like, a backyard kind of a playground. So let's say they're at the back where all the swings and everything are and I want to just go there, play with them, play on the swings and just, like, talk and all. They'd ignore me. And then, obviously, I'll just stay by myself. But that wasn't enough. They'd come, they'd push me. We had this little, um, I don't like divider corners. I don't even know how to, what to, how to describe it, but they were like tiny things we hid in when we were doing like hide and seek. And they'd push me in it with my bag and everything. Like literally, it was almost the equivalent of putting someone in their locker and locking them in. They'd do that. One minute not to come out, I'd be crying, literally crying with a headache. They didn't care, and they just keep hurling insults at me and stuff like that. It, it, it different things like that. Sometimes it will just be a random insult, even at their house, and a random visit there. It will just be a random insult. But the one that stuck most was that word, dodoyo. So my bullying experience. What kind of bullying did I experience? Um, I think my first, I think the first um, experience that I feel like I. I could identify it was it wasn't even external, it was kind of internal. I was just you know, my cousins and I. And something something since you know this um 
say we're playing, we're playing a game, and then you know we're taking turns. But one of one of my all my older cousins, I'm not, I'm not going to say who, because I mean I don't think he, he listens to the podcast. But um, you know, just just gets in your way and doesn't. It's supposed to be my turn, right? And then he just looks at me like, man, come and take the part now. And, you know. Um, and I remember just telling him you're a bully. I, I don't know how. I remember, I remember, yeah, I remember saying you're a bully. Um, and so I think that that would be the first time I'll say, like, I, I think I can remember. And I identified. Then um, the next memorable time or times were school. Um, we went to the second, same secondary school, Toby. So, um, yeah, I, I think you have an idea what 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 I'm referring to already, or you have an idea what I could be referring to already. Um, so I think the first first few experiences were, you know, you know these take order and I can buy like Astra and Gala and bring me this and change, and. <laughs> Um, I remember feeling first of all clueless, like, uh, was this guy bad at math, or is he? Was he? Was he? Was he? Was he asking me to do? Um, but 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 thankfully enough, this this cousin that I just referred to earlier, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe I, you know that's the thing with bullying, right? It usually has to do with with picking on someone that's not your own size. Is this my cousin that I referred to earlier? I was in his own set as well, so I had to tell my cousin that my cousin, <laughs> my cousin told him off quickly. So, um, my cousin was was in ISI with me for like two years, so I kind of had that protection from from like anything his level and below. Um, but then I still, I still. I still had, you know, a few other experiences. Um, was this, was this other guy um, who was in GS three when I was in GS one? So it was two years ahead of me, basically. Um, so I remember um, this guy used to. So like, for for him, right? I, I didn't expect it because first of all, I'm like, yeah, just two years ahead of me. My second school, I both went shorts. If, if for those that may not understand, um, so in my secondary school, junior boys like GS one to GS three, um, wear shorts and senior boys, Mrs. one to Mrs. three, wear trousers, right? So in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> we're both wearing shorts. So what's what are, what are you trying to do? But um, I mean, and, and then I was fairly, I was fairly, I guess, tall for my age. So I was close to his height, close in height to him, but. I mean, I can't say I can't say much about how strong I was at the time. Um, so I remember him trying to rough me up. I can't remember what he asked me to do. I said I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't answering him because I felt ah, who's this one? Next thing, um, I think I made the snacky remark after I said, "I'll be like, I beg you, should leave me alone." And then I, I, I said something like, "Anyway." Like I, I, hissed, I kissed my teeth and I said, anyway, and I was walking up one of my guys. Next thing, next thing I know, this guy just lands me like a heavy punch from, from my, on my back. And I was like, what? Fine, fine, it's a race I can because it hurt so much. And then uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm asthmatic, so like 
the shock nearly, you know, sent me wheezing and all that. So the kind of bullying I experienced was uh, the definitely the emotional kind, in the sense that um, I was overweight, one of very few black people in my entire school. This was a school in Switzerland. And um, I was one of very few black women. And I was new. I was new um, to the school when this thing started. So, yeah, a bunch of boys used to pick on me um, on account of my weight. Um, they even had their own, like, chant or whatever slogan for me, which I will not repeat. But, yeah, <laughs> that was part of it. Um, and it was tough. It went on the entire time I was there. Who were, I think I've already um, mentioned who caused the bullying and uh, what it was caused by. Um, it was just caused on account of my appearance and my different nature. And it would occur randomly, almost on a daily basis, where... Um, Somebody would just, one of, it's usually the boys, they would just say something related to me being overweight or, um, yeah, just things like that. And sometimes that, it would mostly happen during break time. Um, yeah. Not really in a place where anybody in authority could see. So at times it was like, I guess nobody else thinks this is real but me, or serious but me. Um, so I felt very alone. And very ugly, of course, but also very confused because at one point, one of the boys who like led the charge admitted to me that he had a crush on me. So yeah, I don't know what that's meant to mean. All right. Um, okay, so that was that was interesting to listen to, um, and I'm just gonna just give a couple of feedback or just my thoughts on on everything I've heard so far. So, the common trend and like the pattern seems to be a lot of emotional like bullying, and that could be because obviously there were a lot more women, um, you know, sharing their stories, um, and maybe for for guys because I'm trying to think of myself. I don't think. Um, maybe there's a thing of guys not developing emotionally quickly enough to really like account for some of the emotional feelings and you know emotional bullying they might have felt but maybe the physical ones just felt a lot more and that's what we tend to remember um, as as we saw in the example but there's also a thing about how everyone's first experience seemed to occur like in high school so obviously like and one of them said maybe primary school there's just a lot of love and light going on or the one person sort of like had a potential bullying experience in primary school where they were the I guess perpetrators in that sense but yeah it just seems to feel like um you know high school sort of like that place of just reaching mid semi-adulthood is that what you call it but just age 10 to 12 seems to be right around when everyone started to feel this for the first time um and another common thing was it seemed like the bullies in this case um at least the first times already had some kind of pre-existing relationship so when we watch movies and things like that there's always like 
like it's really white like you know white high school movies or whatnot there's just a bully in the same class that doesn't really have any relationship is not friends with the person just goes ahead and you know beats someone up but i guess in the emotional one i get that and that sort of makes sense with emotional bullying it's more about there's an existing relationship an existing level of trust that the bully then sort of leverages to then cause a, a lot of damage so um you know and that sort of gives the bully a bit more power in this case. I'm trying to think of personal examples for me as well. Um, and like, I don't remember too many. Maybe I should have thought of this, but I guess this is not about like my personal story, but you know, everyone who has shared so far. Um, but then, you know, I guess in ISI, like, you know, the, like, like the person mentioned, the guy in the story. Yeah, there was just always this thing where seniors will call you to buy stuff and won't give you enough money. Like I always found that weird. And I was small, I was tiny in, in high school. And so I was always a target. But I think I had, um, just like, you know, he said about someone protecting him, I almost had that because I guess this guy saw me the first day in school and thought I had a sister. And, you know, if I was as cute as I was as a boy, I guess maybe, maybe he thought my sister would be cuter. Just very random. But I also had cousins that we shared a last name and they were also like, so I was in like GSS1 and they were in SS2 or 3. So I was kind of shielded from that. And by the time we left, I got into GS3. And I honestly, I just used to stay away from anyone who used to wear trousers. Like I just used to stay away uh, because I knew I was kind of like an easy target. And one, one day I did have an experience. And again, this, this is something that was very common. A lot of people, when we asked them what their reasons or what they think they were bullied for, a lot of them, you know, attributed it either in hindsight to something they said, something they did. Um... Yeah, which is interesting because for my my experience as well, I think I think I was going to the music room and there were a bunch of seniors sitting down somewhere and I don't know, just I I just feel exuberance or just daredevil nature. I, I made like a sort of like hissing sound with my mouth, like like I was trying to call them, which is weird. I shouldn't have done that, but I didn't think it was going to be that loud because I was with a group of my friends and one of them heard it and I remember his name. I'm not going to say his name here, but then he called me, asked me to kneel down, slapped me and everybody just went, like my friends went to their class and I was just there. And I remember feeling like I shouldn't have done that. Right. And so maybe there's that part of instigation um, going on as well. Um, but I think the final thing I'll say is how, you know, I guess for the emotional triggers, but even um, maybe for the physical ones as well, there was definitely an attack on the person's self-esteem, on the person's self-worth, on the person's confidence um feeling alone and you know it's funny how sometimes we run into friends that have had worse experiences than us growing up maybe when it comes to bullying um but we don't really know and so we wonder why they are the way they are sometimes like oh why do you get so triggered so easily or you know why why do you let them talk to you that way and it looks like sometimes it's something deep-rooted something they've carried on and reacted to and just internalized um but yeah that's kind of like what i feel about this but Let's let's move on to the next one. Mm, so, I guess now we're beginning to see, you know, how people's experiences that we know that we can see, people that we've spoken to in our lives, people that we know exist. We can see how the experiences also mirror some of the things that you know I said at the start of the episode, and of course, um, to deep dive into what those experiences meant to them. Um, I, I felt it was good to ask them, you know, how did that experience of bullying make them feel in that essence, right? And and in doing so, um, here's what they said. And it, it made me feel, it made me feel very, 
made me feel little. It made me start to check myself because like I've always been bubbly. I've always been, you know, cordial and friendly with people. And the aftermath of that was that, you know, thankfully in, in Nigeria, right? After GS3, you get this really long holiday and you come back for a season. Like that long holiday for me was a personal rebranding. Like I went home and I remember like, first of all i wrote down stuff in my journal and then i cried and then i prayed and afterwards i was like you know what it says one me people are gonna you are gonna know and truly when i resumed in ss1 first of all thank god i'd grown taller during the holidays when i resumed in ss1 i was like super tall and then i was still skinny now i mean not like in my, my current body size is anything to worry about but you know like that high school um signature look yeah so and I'd, I'd, I'd spent a lot of time just watching tv i used to watch e and fashion tv a lot so i picked up like interview skills right by the time i started senior school i had this list of questions and then i had like um, my, my seat was a dual man seat like it was two seats together but i didn't have a seat partner deliberately so my empty seat like i would invite people from different classes to just come sit down and we'll have a chat and from there i started making more friends that like by the time we're leaving high school in my slum book right one of my friends from junior school like her question to me was why did we fall apart and i remember seeing that question and thinking charlie we didn't fall apart like i broke up with you guys because i wasn't enjoying um the friendship it made me feel small it made me feel inadequate it made me feel like i couldn't measure up it made me feel like there was something wrong with me how did it make me feel oh i lost my confidence i didn't realize it obviously i mean we're kids and all these things but i lost my confidence i was extremely shy i felt incomplete i felt like there was something wrong with me and i felt like i didn't deserve good enough i felt like i just wasn't good enough like everybody has to have it better than me i just nothing is good for me or i'm not good enough for anything and it did push my confidence a lot how did it make me feel i think i think um because because mine happened within a sort of closed community um i felt i think i think the key word that um you know there's 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 common with any bullying experience especially when it's within a community is first the unsafetyness or the unsafety a bit the lack of safety that you feel and i just feel unsafe right like um What's going to happen the next time I hear boy? Um or um yeah, like um yeah, I think I think that I think that's the 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 major description of the experience or the experiences like just feel unsafe and um you having people like my cousins and I had someone that was like a school father for a while before he left and I kind of helped douse the unsafetyness and all of that, or so the feeling of unsafetyness. Um, but I think I think the key word would be unsafe. Yeah. So with this one, you can almost sort of like tell, um, you know, a lot of the similarities within what they felt. Um, so it's feeling little, vulnerable, small, 
inadequate, losing confidence, like being shy, incomplete, not good enough. Like these are very, 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 very strong emotions to be feeling before you're like even what? 16, right? Like, and it's, you know, it's quite interesting because, you know, we were all doing all of these things and it's not like we could come back home and really say anything. Maybe some people could, but, you know, I'm just reflecting and just thinking about how much people kind of had to carry because I, I don't think we think bullying is that special experience that nobody went through. Like, even if it's just once, like once is enough to really like really damage your confidence in that sense. Right. Um, and I guess it just feels quite heavy to understand and to just realize that, you know, a lot of people were carrying a lot of, a, a lot of, of baggage or just a lot of heavy things for such an age. Um, and in a place where you're supposed to, I guess, feel safe, like, you know, this feeling of unsafety. I, I certainly felt that a lot of times in school, like, um, until I started wearing, you know, trousers in school, like it was even then safe. Um, like it's just, you know, there's certain places where you wouldn't go break time. You want to go when, oh yeah. Like the worst thing to do is be late when you're going for a break. Like when everybody, nobody's there again, because then the seniors used to be right beside the the stalls we used to call them stalls and the big ball quarters next to there and they will always be there so it's like if you don't go at the beginning of break when like everybody's full so yeah can you kind of like hide under the crowd of the cover the cover of the crowd it will be crazy so like i guess we all thought it was fun and games and you know sometimes when we're sharing these stories you're like ah yeah you know i had to do this but like in hindsight it's like what um let me not just talk too much but again i think the major thing I'm taking away from this is a lot of maybe we should be looking out a lot more for like now that we know this or because we experienced this, like how are the 10 year olds, 12 year olds, 14 year olds? Like, should we be asking them questions often about, you know, are you facing any trouble in school? And obviously most of them wouldn't share, but nobody really asked me anything at that point in time. Um, so, yeah, you know. Maybe let's do some asking. So now you've heard how obviously everyone has spoken about those who replied to that have said how that experience made them feel. Um, one thing that I, I did come across as well was the idea of a lot of bullying experiences that a lot of young people have and often realized or found out about by the adults in that environment or by those who can curb the bullying. So, you know, the natural thing was for us to, well, ask them as well and say, you know, ask them if they asked or they told anybody, sorry, about the bullying experiences. So we did ask them and you said, did you guys tell, you know, anybody around you about this experience? And some of them replied and here's what they had to say. I haven't told anybody before because, uh, well, I was ashamed and I didn't want the other people that maybe didn't notice my um, my physical uh, characteristic that they were bullying me for, uh, I didn't want them to notice it. So yes, I'm, I think this is the first time I actually say that I was bullied. I don't think so. And even if I did, I most likely made it light. Like I didn't really convey the emotions I was feeling in that moment. I just made a slight statement or something to just cover up how I really felt and not like, sharing it as far oh this 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 did i tell anyone 
Um, no, I, I didn't tell anyone. You know the way parenting was then? I mean, your parents love you and all, but it's, sometimes you tell them some things and instead of making you feel, you know, better, they're just like, so you cannot. Like, for example, maybe you, you fell and you're like, oh, you're crying because you fell. Your mom is like, why did you fall in the first place? <laughs> so that kind of thing. I guess that was why I just never, I just, I didn't tell anyone. Did I tell anyone? Um, I think I just, I can just explain, yeah, from what I explained, I, I told my cousin a few times, my cousin that was in the same school community with me, um, but I don't, I don't think I ever, you know, placed any dust and, you know, involves with authority or anything like, if, if, if anything like that ever happened, it was probably because of the dust I was raised by itself, not because... I went to raise the dust myself. Do you get what I'm saying? Did I ever tell anybody? Not at the time, no. Because um, you feel embarrassed about what it is they're talking about. Because, hey, it is true. You are you are what you are. But at the same time, you, you, like, and the world also confirms that to be that, to be fat is a problem, is, is a sign of laziness, of... of unattractiveness and so are they are they wrong you know when they're emboldened by society in that way it, it's it's so hard to decipher that at that age and the age i'm talking about is between nine and eleven yep not surprised here you know i was saying <laughs> after listening to the previous one how we kind of like maybe need to be asking but now see like nobody really said anything and i guess the reasons are a bit clear like some of it is like shame embarrassment because particularly if it's the emotional kind right you know um it's like you know if someone calls you you know fat when you're young it's like do you want to run out go and tell who do you want to tell like it's like almost you don't want you want to keep the information between you and the person that said it to you not involve another person and stuff like that and you know i don't think a lot of parents were i don't know obviously they, they were good at what they knew how to do but this other side of things i think a lot of parents might have been lacking in that side you know just not to have that comfort but i think also you know as the guy in the situation said maybe it's also it feels easier to tell someone who isn't like a complete adult or you know also isn't your peer but just slightly older because I, I know i did maybe myself as well maybe mentions my cousin that um, maybe this was going on or maybe i didn't but yeah it's 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 interesting right so it, it just goes to show how much of this is also internalized again right um and even when you pe- when people do manage to say something they kind of like make light of it so you're like oh yeah something happened in school today no big deal right and like why why is that like i guess the shame and all of that is part of it but is there anything like deeper i i don't really know but um yeah eye opening eye opening so moving on from that um i think one other thing that we did find that i learned as well while reading was the idea that you know bullying occurs in multiple multiple iterations of experiences it's rarely once it's often multiple times um in in most cases particularly when you have um, experiences like this happen in secondary schools and university situation so we did ask them and we asked and said you know was this your only experience with bullying and a lot of them had something to say about this and here's what they replied 
Luckily for me, that was my only experience. And after a while, these kids stopped doing it. Um, and then I also grow up and I changed school, not because of the bullying, but because uh, because of the normal development of um of the academic career and and there I met other people with other point of view and there my aspect wasn't so important so I I grown up thanks to them and yes so um so I think that now I'm fine yeah safe to say yeah like these instances that I've given were my only experiences with bullying yeah, and will most likely be maybe junior class. I think so. Yes, mainly I left like yeah. It went on, um, and I guess because it started from there, it continued with other people, and I couldn't speak up. I couldn't do anything. There was um, a boy in my class, I think, in primary five. I mean, I don't think we've spoken about it, but I guess we're cool now. But I mean, it's still hurtful. He, I had um two my two um front teeth were quite big then i mean it was growing so it was big i guess bigger than the other teeth so he would call me rabbit not rabbit rabbit he made it french <laughs> he made it french he made me feel so insecure about myself that even made it worse and he was in front of everyone everyone would laugh he would insult me i mean this person didn't come without their flaws but because i wasn't confident i couldn't talk i couldn't do anything I just take it in, but I didn't cry anymore. I I just couldn't cry. I just be sad and just sit down. And everybody knew about it, but I didn't. I won't say anything. I think it's one of my best friends that actually told this. Can't remember. I told her when we were in uni, actually. <laughs> but yeah, it was that. Um, but yeah, it continued there. It continued in secondary school. I had friends in my class accused me of lying about something um they just grabbed my school bag right from behind me emptied the whole thing can't remember where they even put the bag but it was quite it was just I just kept going into my shell secondary school was hell for me I didn't like secondary school because I didn't really I made friends but I still wasn't confident in myself and I wasn't I didn't make the friends I wanted to make I guess I, I mean some of them I mean, for actually, all the friends I made were cool. But I mean, I could have had more friends, but I wasn't outgoing. I was shy. I'm going with some people that when I think about it, I don't think I should have even sat down with them. We're just not compatible. But I was just looking for someone that would even take me as a friend, that kind of thing. But I, ha- I had a few, I mean, amazing friends. I don't want to mention names. <laughs> it was my only experience. No, like I said, there were a few others, even up to. Maybe like SS1, those, 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 you know, my experience there, here and there. It's not my only experience with bullying. At one point, a, a friend of mine who I went to high school with, um, years after we graduated, did say at one point she felt like I was a bit of a bully. And I was so stunned because I did not see it that way. As in, I thought what I was trying to to her about or encroach in her life about was me doing her a favor, which was to say that, you know, I would notice that her hair wasn't always, like, back then, you know, you, either your hair was in braids or it was relaxed. So her hair, she wouldn't 
do protective styles because they were expensive. And same thing with like relaxing her hair. So it was always like very thick and bushy. Um, she was a very smart person though. That was the thing. She was there on a scholarship and everything. So I guess to me, I didn't have the politically correct vocabulary to approach her about some of these things. And instead I just felt like, oh, what if I just bought her like, you know, toiletries and stuff to say, hey, you don't have these things, here they are. But then I didn't realize that it could come off as being offensive or me, you know, making a pass at her appearance, almost like what was done to me. Okay, so here seems like, you know, um, people sort of grew out of it. So it looks like everything was... I guess the most intense periods always sort of like happen in secondary school and maybe moving to university, things kind of like changed. But there's also this idea of, you know, some of the effects lingering on with maybe people becoming a lot more guarded and, and things like that. But or you're, you're still just not feeling as confident uh, because of previous experiences you've had. Um, and just maybe people just growing a thicker skin, right? So, you know, you still feel a certain way, but obviously you're not going to resort to like crying or feeling as bad, but there is sort of like a change in emotion. Um, and, you know, I guess well, one person also began to share of sort of like the reverse case, which I think we'll dive into much later, which is, you know, if any of these people who've been bullied have experienced or been bullies themselves. Um, but it's quite interesting to see how, you know, I guess seen from the other side where, no, actually, I think there, there's some situations that are outright bullying, right? And those are clear. And there's some where it's like, you know, if you're not careful and if you're not self-aware enough, something you might be doing that you think is normal and okay comes off as like it's received on the other end as bullying. But I don't think like bad shaming someone or doing stuff like that falls into that category. So let's not, let's be guided here, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, let's carry on. So one thing that was also important um, after hearing all this, you know, nuances and rich information about people's experiences of bullying. Again, you can tell that a lot of these things happened um, a while back. Um, mostly, most people give their thoughts and experiences from a very retrospective standpoint. So it was important for us to gather everyone's reflections and gather some form of um, thoughts on, you know, how they think the past has shaped itself into the future in that essence. So the first thing we thought to ask in the idea of reflection was, are there any effects of uh, this bullying experience that they had? Are there any effects now in their current lives? And everybody has something to say about this. And here's what they said in response. Yes. I am. I'm more guarded around people. I'm more guarded around I'm more guarded with my conversations also around people. Like, I'm protected for myself. I won't give you the opportunity to say something to hurt me. I won't even put myself, to the best of my knowledge, in a position that you would say something that I would, like, especially if it's someone that I... Like, if you're a random person saying stuff, <laughs> you're random. But then... Like, people I have to work with, people I relate with and stuff like that. No, I, I, I think safe to say it made me defensive. Are there effects of this bullying now, to be honest? Um, <laughs> I don't think I've thought about it that deeply. Because, um, um, so I was in the boarding house. I was in a border in secondary school. 
And like when, when I hear some of these stories that brothers used to tell me of, you know, I feel like, you know, as day students, you're in that community for what, eight to 10 hours the whole day, and you go back to your house for brothers, right? Yeah. They are in that community and they live there for the three, four months that the term lasts. Um, so the experiences are more persistent and they are, if they feel unsafe, for instance, it was, it was more, um, it was more of the, it wasn't, it wasn't like a temporary reality for, for them. Um, so, um, I, 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 I wouldn't be able to, I, I haven't tied any link, honestly. From to any to anything from anything now to you know those experiences. Um, I had to improve my self confidence. I had to face with my fears, and um, so yes, I think that uh, it actually affected me a little bit, and it made me harder to become more confident in myself. I think the effects of the bullying. Um, now just makes me a lot more intentional with choosing friends, right? Because for that friendship, it was it was really circumstantial. We we're in the same class, we we're in the same room, we we're seatmates initially, so we ended up being friends and then ended up forming a clique. But from the time that I decided that you know I wasn't rolling with them anymore, like it says one new slate, blah blah blah. Like I started being intentional about friendships, and I'm so grateful that like even some of the friendships that. I chose that I pursued in senior school. Like we're still friends still now. We still have good, amazing relationships. And even onwards, um, even up until uni, you know, I mean, there are still circumstantial relationships, but the people that I consider like my core friends in my inner circle are people that I deliberately sought out to be friends with. And that was the effect of the bullying. Like, I mean, it, it turned out well. Really, there are no effects because with with or without these you know, young men saying what they did at the time, young boys, actually. Um, the world on a larger scale bullies people who look like me. So I don't, it's hard for me to say categorically there's a direct correlation between my still ongoing insecurities and battles with weight and what happened to me as a child. I still feel like even when I left school, when I went to clothing stores to try on clothes, shopping assistants would, would behave a certain way. So, and even when I went to the school after that, I remember there was this one time um, a group of my peers in the boarding house found a pair of my pants and they were a certain size at the time. I didn't think anything of the size, like the number on the tag, until they brought out their clothes and I was a couple sizes bigger than most of them. And then I, I didn't even know that I was big or fat or anything still. I just, I felt like I was okay for what I was. Um, I just felt like, you know, I was big boned or whatever. But then I didn't realize how much smaller, as, as white girls, I was the only black girl in my entire grade. Um, many of them were in comparison to me. And that many of them, especially because they were rich girls who were exposed to eating disorders and actually had eating disorders. This is now when I'm like 11, 12, and I didn't realize that a lot of them didn't eat often. Um, one of them was actually bulimic. So they, weight was important for them. 
really, really important. And for me, I just, I liked eating. So, and it showed. <laughs> That's a funny question. In fact, of this bullying now, I'm currently in therapy. <laughs> it finally hit me. I am almost 30 and I am I'm in therapy. Yeah. I mean, I, I finally, I, it took a long time because I didn't even understand what was wrong with me. It was when I got to my first year in uni that I realized, I mean, my friends made me realize, my, part, my particular friend, in fact, made me realize that I was just being too, too, I don't even know what was the word she used again. I can't remember, but I was just not confident. I was easy for people to ride. It was just tell you know tell her to do this or just say this about her. She won't do nothing. She can't do nothing. She would just look away, which was true. So I think it was from my first year, probably my second semester, I started being a very defensive person. I have. I think all my friends right now know that. <laughs> and they're like, what's going on? I'm always defensive. She gets angry too easily. It's just because... In my mind, it's like, oh, like you just maybe you just make like one wrong move or you say something slightly rude. I mean, something that any other person would not mind, you know, taking in. But to me, it's like, oh, you're trying to come for me. Well, guess what? I'm going to come for you first. So before you say one, I've already said one, two, three, four, five. However, I've still been cautious enough <laughs> not to be demeaning or too insultive, or in fact, insultive, which I guess, it, I don't know how, but I guess it's a good thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm very defensive and quick to, quick to respond to, to things because of that. Um, other effects? Yes, sometimes still. I mean, up until two years ago, I still used to feel like I wasn't good enough. I, I, I didn't have what it, what it takes to, to get to a certain level of success. I didn't feel physically confident. I mean, people always told me, oh, yeah, you're pretty in this, but to me, I'm just like, mm, big, you know. I mean, we all know that boys can be crazy too. So I just used to think, mm, this one is just looking for something, you know, not something serious. But I pass. I am beautiful. <laughs> and I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite beautiful to see people reflect and, I guess, you know, come out of some of these, like, really terrible experiences with um, some kind of positives and, um, you know, lightheartedness with that. But, um but yeah, I think in terms of like effects of bullying, like like I kind of like already entered in the previous um, reflection, I guess, is, you know, people becoming more defensive, more guarded. Um, but it seems there's also cases whereby I guess it has a positive effect, um, you know, which is when people are saying um, they, they kind of like increase their confidence and, you know, people becoming more deliberate about friends and all of those things, which... I guess it's great because, you know, obviously there's a thing, there's a saying in the Bible that, you know, all, all things work together. Actually, that's a very wrong way to use that phrase, but that's like a story for another day. But anyways, um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that some people sort of like took those experiences and were able to convert them into something else. But I don't think like it's it's hard to say that that's what should always happen. Right. Because um, some things are just bad experiences and hard to really like on your own. 
based on your environment and if you don't even have any kind of support structure because i think maybe what's also helpful is if you're only receiving certain kinds of vibes from one particular place but you're getting love attention and all of these things from somewhere else maybe it's easy to then channel some of that and then have something good to show for it but i i do believe there are some cases where folks are really just like bombarded with all of these things and it just becomes this very hard thing to shake off right so you end up growing up and thinking you don't deserve good things um or just thinking that you're not enough in that sense and um i think i really love that the person mentioned therapy because obviously it's one of those things where it's it's gotten some bad i guess press or whatever but it's quite important um talking to someone who's professional but also just talking as well to people that are willing and ready to to really listen and not just talk back i think that's also important and i guess just gonna say a little prayer here for everyone who's sort of like you know seeking that that listening air and all of those things and you know looking for someone to talk to hope you do find that um in your journey as you journey through but again (laughs) let's move on to the next reflection question i guess all right next thing we did was to ask you know why do we think they were bullied and this was a very tricky question because we're not trying to infer that people's experiences of bullying those who are victims put it upon themselves but of course based on things that we've read um, there's often reasons why bullies pick people reasons that obviously may not be their fault of the victims but there's reasons that just exist in reality so we try to you know uncover if people could find reasons and think of reasons why they thought from the victim standpoint they were bullied and not many responded to this but for those who did um here's what they said why do i think i was bullied like i said random <laughs> random and then maybe people are also trying to flex like a catch crews i probably didn't think that i would take it in such a manner right and so there's some this is me also explaining away again like there's some instances where maybe the person didn't mean it that way and i took it that way maybe and then there are also instances where the person actually wanted to put me in my place air quotes and all um why do i think i was bullied i think it was because i I wouldn't say it was my fault. It can never be anyone's fault. But I guess I just wasn't as confident as I should have been. And my mom wasn't even like that. My mom was some iron lady. She wouldn't take shit from no one. But yeah, I guess I just, I was a softie. I mean, I was an only child for six years. I was everybody's baby. So I guess I was just a softie. And I didn't I didn't know how to stand up to, to people. So... Yeah, and I was just—I guess I was just emotionally weak. I think getting some assurances from my parents might have helped me then, because I would be like, "Yeah, I know I can do this." But I guess because I mean, maybe I'm—I'm just saying maybe. I mean, my parents are awesome; they're amazing. God bless my mom. So they did the best, and I'm so proud of myself, and I'm proud of what I've achieved. But I feel like that—that was like a little loophole that could have helped me. But I mean. Everyone's living on the job, to be honest. <laughs> Oof. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny how, not funny, but, you know, it's interesting how, um, you know, 
nobody wants to take the blame and, and you know the person in this case like the person who's been bullied you know in your head you kind of don't think you're to blame but you know it's funny when you're now hearing the reasons you see a lot of you know a lot of the attention directed inward you know saying um maybe i could have been stronger maybe i could have been more assertive and things like that and you know it's 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 weird where you know you know maybe this wasn't your fault this was random luck but you still feel the responsibility that um although something was happening to you maybe there's a better way you could have responded to it and I don't know what to say to that because it is true in some sense, but it's also, you know, annoying that it's true because something is happening to you in that sense, not necessarily of your own doing in that sense, I guess. Um, Maybe is there a personal experience for me? Like, did I think like, obviously in the story I shared earlier, I, I made the sound with my mouth and, you know, that sort of like triggered what happened to me in that sense. But there have been other cases where someone just calls you randomly and sends you on a wild goose chase with half the money you need, right? So, like, this, that was false, kind of like, is that in that sense? So, um, uh, yeah, I said, I don't, I, I really don't know. But, um, but again, it's a lot of times it's people just trying to show their power. Like, I'm actually, let me, let me in this case talk about a case where I think I might have bullied someone. And, um, this was a family friend again going back to the fact where when there's like a personal connection there's so honestly i don't i will not explain it away but i i was hard on him a lot of times and you know maybe unnecessarily so um i remember a time when you know i asked him to do something and he didn't do it and he kind of like was just shifting his feet and you know being very rude and I sort of like, you know, climbed over the chair and just like threw me a slap and stuff like that. Um, and I think I definitely felt a bit weird afterwards, right? Like, you know, what just happened? Why did I think that that was an okay thing to do? And I know that was the last time I ever like hit, um, you know, someone that was younger than me. But to fit this guy was bigger than me. Like, honestly, if he changed his mind, he could have probably like bit the shit out of me if i'm being very honest um but i guess you know there's just that power that comes with being older as well in some weird kind of way um yeah i think there's a question in here of like folks talking about when 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 they bullied as well but maybe i'll try and reflect a bit more at that point in time but i guess this question is about why um those things happened and why do we think we were bullied and a lot of times we try not to turn it inwards but you kind of find yourself saying maybe there are things I could have done better in that sense. Um, but good for thoughts for everyone, I guess. Now at this point, everyone has spoken about their experiences. Everyone seems to have had an emotional grasp of what it meant to them and an emotional grasp of, you know, how it shaped them in some way. And obviously the past is the past. We all know this. But one thing we thought was useful to ask was if they could go back in time, what would they change if they could? What would they, what about the experiences that they had? Might they change, reshape, fix if they had a chance to do so? So we asked this question and here is what everyone replied. All I'd change if I could. Um... Uh, hold on, change if I could. I think I would. The answer just came to my mind first was, 
was, was trying to be stronger so that people would, people, people try to try to have been stronger then so, so that people would think twice about approaching me for for bullying purposes. But um, honestly, I th- I think um, I'll, and and to be fair, to be fair, especially looking back, um. The school authorities at the time, I don't know if, if the if Toby remember Malik. Um they you know did their best to curtail that culture, to disrupt that culture. The school authorities at the time when I was I was I was entering my secondary school did like they did quite quite a lot to attempt to disrupt that culture. And it took a while. I, I mean I would even say it's it's totally been uprooted now, but I mean it gradually ebbed away. That's that culture, that bullying culture. So I think what I would change is have the school authorities be more aware of, and not just be aware in a, in a um, from from an authority perspective, but be, be more aware of bullying as the reality of um, students, especially like younger students, um, and you know be involved. Um, be involved not just with regards to punishing the bullies, but also like helping out the people that might be perpetual bullies because um not no no not just so yeah, not just with punishing bullies but helping out people that be that might be perpetual bullies because of experiences that they might have had as well that you know have um kind of made them to be that way or that that that's made them prone to act that way or treat smaller, weaker people that way. I think I would change my my nature to just internalize everything that was going through. I really wish I spoke up about it. I, I don't know if speaking up would have yeah. I don't know. I, I wish I had told at least an adult about it, you know, just to get some you know, clarity and just to understand that, you know, teenagers it can be mean. And like there was there was an added layer of you know puberty being so mean to me like oh god puberty delayed everything for me <laughs> up until much later as was the end of high school so I was also grappling with that like okay is that what it is okay I'm not wearing a bra yet is that why I can't roll with you guys like I don't know it was just it was just one kind but I think I'll change yeah that I I kind of told an adult um, during the GS3 holiday, but I wasn't so expressive because I just thought like I could figure it, I could figure it out by myself, I could fix it by myself. But no, I wish I told, I wish I told someone, you know, someone that had gone ahead and had experienced teenagehood in all of its glory. I'm not sure about what I would have changed if I could. Uh, probably it would have been a good idea to talk with someone else about it before uh, because sharing this problem might make you look at it in a different point of view and you can also become aware that other people have the same thing and this is actually not a problem, this is your aspect, this is your mm, your beauty itself. So yes, probably I should have talked with someone else. What would I change if I could? I would change how I received it. I would change how I responded to it. And I, and I think you can tell in the things that I've been saying earlier that like I explained it away. Like I made it seem like something you had done. Like if you also didn't say that, if you also didn't do that way, you probably wouldn't have. And I internalized it a lot. 
and like made it my fault what would i change if i could well i would stand up to them i would speak back at them and you know tell them straight immediately they they spoke bad about me i would have spoken straight back at them told them you know what i don't care whatever you're saying now i don't care it doesn't hurt me i'm fine whatever you say doesn't mean that's what i am i am beautiful on the inside and out i take my time to do what i want to do i am hardworking. i'm going to be successful in the future <laughs> and i'm going to be hot as fuck <laughs> okay i'm just being i'm just being crazy <laughs> yeah but I, I would have spoken back i definitely would have spoken back and would i change anything this is going to sound horrible to my younger self but i would have actually wished that i had used that to to be more aware of my weight so that I wouldn't still struggle as an adult with it. Yeah. Okay, can I just say that we have very self-aware friends, um, Wale and I, uh, because this is... And I was listening to this and I'm like, okay, a lot of this might not apply. Like some of us have grown, we've grown a lot older now and a lot of these bullying experiences seem things like things that were sort of like encapsulated in, in early childhood and adulthood in that sense. But... Honestly, this was like an episode if you still have like someone who's young, not yet 14 or 15 or whatnot, like this is something they could listen to because um, it's people looking back in time and just seeing what they could have done better. And, you know, like I think a common thread that everybody sort of like shared is that they wish they had spoken up um, to someone about it or just talked about it. And then also people saying they could have been stronger and things like that. And obviously hindsight is 2020. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes we go through the experiences and if we're connected to enough people, they don't have to go through the exact same experiences. So I don't know, I guess this is a call out to anyone listening to this who maybe this doesn't apply to you anymore because again, you're old, but do you have like younger cousins, siblings, um, you know, a son or anything? Cause I do know this, there's a bunch of older people listening to this podcast as well, but um, yeah, like maybe this is that olive branch or that lifeline that they know that oh they can talk about this because i think about it like i don't think my mom ever told me about like if she was being bullied and maybe she i don't know like it's it's maybe this is also a call to us in future as we you know make our families and all of these things that once a child gets into like the 10 11 12 um maybe it's not about asking them what they went through and if they're being bullied in school but taking the initiative to share your own experiences with guys even before they ask because that definitely opens up the door because it just lights a bulb in their head like oh wait that's kind of like what i'm going through in school right now um and then the conversation can go on from there um but again just really thankful for everyone that you know decides to share the experiences obviously this is not the end of the episode i'm just saying thank you at this point because it's never too early to say thank you but um but yeah like i guess you know that's what was coming through a lot from there is just trying to be stronger physically and emotionally um, talking about it and just not internalizing things in that way and i think yeah someone said something really interesting about um authorities in schools like yes don't be just aware of bullying that's going on do not just punish the bullies but if someone is a repeat offender like there's something going on there that you can't try to speak to i think a lot of times you know parents you know deflect discipline and everything to the school the schools kind of like do the bare minimum sometimes or just do only the physical thing, right? You know, the whole spare the rod, spoil the child thing without any, like even that verse in the Bible, there's like places before it that talks about how else to discipline your children without using the rod. But anyways, everybody focuses on bringing out the rod and things like that. But yeah, 
um, I think that's an interesting one, right? Where even with the bullies, like understanding that some bullies are, you know, a result of being bullied themselves. And so cutting the cycle short might not just be about punishing the bully because, yeah, that's only going to make them feel like, yeah, okay, this is what I just need to do. And this is what I need to like chest to really continue the life I'm living and perpetrating what was perpetrated to me. But anyways, um, very, very solid, very solid points here. And again, again, if you know anyone who's young, um, I don't think we swore on there. There was no swearing on this episode. I guess the little one in there. Um, so we, we can clean that up. Um, again, I'm saying this before we release the episode. I'm rambling. I'll stop talking now. But yeah, um, share, share it with someone is what I mean or what I'm saying. And finally, as a good way to reflect on things, um, it's also good to obviously think about the unintended actions that you may have played as well. So this is a classic motivation of the hero living long enough to become a villain. So, you know, it's oftentimes a lot of bullying experiences also happen because we people who may have experienced such may do the same thing in the future without even knowing about it or being aware about it. So we thought it was good to ask everyone, well, looking back on your lives as young adults, you know, almost reaching 30 in that essence of being in your mid-20s. Do you think you have ever been in the opposite position as a bully? In essence, do you think you've ever bullied someone um, that you know or you've ex- had an experience with? And here was what they had to say about that. Do I think I ever bullied someone? I think I did once or twice, but... I realized, as young as I was, and it was in, like, did I bully anyone? Actually, no, I didn't. Now I think about it. It wasn't bullying. It was just me standing up for myself, but probably too early in the situation. (laughs) But I always apologize to the person. I don't think I bullied anyone. If anything, it's my brother I should be telling sorry to, my younger brother. But I won't call it bullying. It's just normal normal sibling fight. We just... (laughs) I just showed him pepper. <laughs> I love you, father. And because of this experience and how I felt at that time when they were talking about me, uh, I don't think I have never bullied someone. Um, I hope I didn't. <laughs> and so, yes, I was very um, careful about not doing something like that. And regarding the friend who said, hey, I think you bullied me um when we were younger the good thing is we were actually um at that point friends i've always thought highly of her and it really selfish as this may seem it really did hurt me to hear that because i never ever wanted to to do anything malicious to her i remember thinking to myself like wow this girl is really smart i wish i was as smart as she is i but i wish she had more of a social life because her parents were also very, very strict. And so it was a surprise to me. But the good thing is we were friends enough where she could confidently say that to me. And what's even better is she's very successful now. So to me, I feel like, thank God for her success and her hard work and everything she's done to earn where she is now because I would have been mortified if somebody had said, Funke, you believe me, and as a result of that look at where I am today so yeah I was kind of like wow we don't talk so much these days but we're we're friendly like I'm sure she doesn't live in the same place that I do 
But I'm sure if we see each other, we would greet each other warmly and it would be fine. But yeah, I think about it very often. If I'm going to be very honest, I think I have. If I classify what people have done to me as bullying, I think I have a tendency to. And I have been surprised at as to how I have reacted to some situations or how my heart has wanted to react to a situation. So maybe, like, I'll, after saying something, and then I'll catch myself, like, that's really mean, right? Like, that's, that's, you're trying to cut this person down. And because I, because it has been done to me, I recognize it when I say it. And then I, like, self-check and, like, and I, and I, and I, I'm amazed that I have that, like, as much as I know that is wrong, there's a tendency, there's still that tendency to want to. And then I guess in sometimes in defending myself, I defend myself so much that I now begin to attack. Like, even before you come near me, like, I've given you gospels <laughs> in the bid to, like, ward off getting that thing from, getting that same energy from the person. So, yeah. Have I ever bullied someone? Uh, now that I think about it, I think in primary school, <laughs> I was a bit of a bully. Now that I think about it, I, I think so. And I, I think, like, even, even when I was experiencing my own bullying in junior high school, I started to think, like, okay, is it, um, you know, um, is it karma for what I did in primary school? Like, I mean, it wasn't, like, um, crazy where I was stabbing someone's child or whatever, but I know, like, I was mean to my classmates. I remember this one time that I had this new seat partner, and for some reason, like, I just... I didn't, I didn't know her, but I already had an impression about her. I thought, like, yeah, she was a twin, and her twin was my friend, but she wasn't my friend. And that was the first time that her twin wasn't going to be in my class. So I was really upset, and then she became my C-partner. But by the end of primary school, like, we were best friends. Like, I remember that our graduation outfits, primary school graduation, we went to the same store to pick it out. Like, we chose the same style, just same colors. Like, it, it was, it turned out well. Um... So yeah, um, the friends who bullied me then, now we are older, so, you know, the, yeah, we are, we are still in each other's spaces, not, not intensely, but like, I mean, we know each other, we know each other enough to say happy birthday, and we're just checking from time to time. All right, um, sort of like a happy-ish ending in that sense, um, with everybody just understanding and, you know, looking back and just, you know, trying to see how you know if they've bullied someone and sort of like understanding how to move forward from that um so it's, it's good to see that i think people are not holding it to themselves and maybe it's also because the situation's kind of like turned out right which is great and I, I know i mentioned earlier that maybe i'll use this question to reflect on my own experiences like with bullying and um i'm not in touch with the person anymore but i do think that like i said that was the first and only time that um i sort of like physically hit someone in you know in that sense um and I'm trying to think about using words to hurt people. Um, not, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, like, I'm, I'm more of like an avoider. I've, I've technically been an avoider in most cases. But have I emotionally traumatized anyone? Maybe I just need to do a bit more reflecting as well. Um, so if anybody else has a podcast, maybe you should send me the prompts and let me let me do a response to that. But I think in, in all seriousness, though, um, 
I'm not. Yeah, I think a lot of us, if we've been on the receiving end, I think what what is coming through is that for those that are a bit self-aware and don't necessarily like internalize it in the wrong way, we're very careful not to be on the dishing out end. Um, I think everyone on this conversation seems to have processed it um, in a healthy way, uh, for the lack of a better another way to put it. So, which is great. Um, but yeah, the, I think that brings us to um, the. I guess the end of this or end of my session. So like responding to this, but what is going to come through in a bit and just give a conclusion uh, as to, you know, this whole topic of building. And yeah, it's quite interesting because I guess I'll know I was going to chip something in here to sort of like, you know, reference something that has just happened recently, but that would not make this as evergreen as we probably want it to be. So I'm going to hold that for the off season, but yeah, thank you guys for, for listening to us and what is going to come through in a bit and just give a quick conclusion on, on everything we've heard so far and just tie a nice little bow up on this episode. Um, Toby over and out. Yeah. Very well said Toby. And I completely, you know, agree with that as, as, as well. I think it's definitely been obvious to everyone listening um, I mean I hope it's been obvious everyone listening that anyone can be bullied and anyone can bully others um, I think there is no particular cape you can wear that you might give you that might give you some level of protection from bullying um, of course bullying may change the, the form of bullying may change depending on your age depending on where you are in terms of experience in life depending on cultural and factors as well um, but we oftentimes many of us all experience both sides either as bullies or as the bullied at some point in our lives and i think that's something to be very watchful of because you know it's oftentimes it's easy to you know manifest something that's been done to you to others without even knowing it and i think this is one of my um the things that I try to tell myself most times I go through life is, you know, as I'm doing things to people, I should be aware of the things that I don't like being done to me. I should be aware of how I'm doing down to others if it's happening. And of course, one of the hardest things to do is to be so self-conscious and self-aware to the point that you can understand your autopilot movements and autopilot actions. And in case of bullying, it's easier to know when you're being bullied and harder to know when you're doing to somebody particularly when it's not a physical form because we often have easy ways to justify things so for example if you run if you run a red light you have a reason why you run a red light but if somebody wants a red light in front of you you might say well they are silly or stupid and this is just the same way that it applies to us because we give ourselves excuses for things when, when others do it it's easy for us to call it out my point here is just that you know, even for those of us who may not have experienced bullying as much, it's important for us to go through life to understand what bullying is so that if we are showing those signs in even slightest forms, we have to just hold ourselves back and recognize that in the grand scheme of things, you know, we have to be cautious. We have to be wary. We have to be strong and we have to be aware of our actions. And of course, we know that bullying can have long-term effects on people. Um, very, very long-term effects. I mean, people are talking about the experiences like it was yesterday, but they probably happened 10, 10 years ago, right? And, you know, whether you are the bully or you are the bullied, you know, both actions or both experiences can have impacts on who you are in the long term. 
you know, this can be mental mental health issues. So it can be depression, anxiety, self harm, body body dysmorphia. You know, people grow up not not seeing themselves the way they actually are. You know, and it takes a lot of effort to actually break them from that cycle because obviously your younger days are your most formative days. So it's it's a very very um complex issue, um, but something that I think more awareness about can help reduce the complexity. You know. And it's very reasonable to say that, you know, if everybody has had experiences of bullying at, of some sort, you know, it's important that we, these conversations continue to happen, right? Some of us may have thought about <laughs> revenge at some point. Some of us may have lashed out our bullies. Some of us may have taken it in and swallowed it up, right? And we've taken that with self-pity and we thought, okay, yeah, the world should come and save us and load, load, load us with sympathy, but regardless, regardless of where you stand on that, you know, I think what I've learned from everybody who has spoken just now is that, you know, there has to be some element of personal growth and personal accountability. And I think sometimes you get dealt cards that are unfair to you. And sometimes you are unlucky that there is no supervision. There is no um, correction measure around you to save you and to help you. And of course, that's, 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 that's the point where you can, you know, easily like, and rightfully also like just say well the world did me bad you know but i think with the self-awareness that people have shown today i think that shows that sometimes we can change those bad experiences and obviously not easy very difficult but through work and through love and through compassion of those around us we can change those into our spiral our bad experiences into our own development and have some mental resilience you know, because a lot of times we all reel from the hurts and anger of being bully targets. But I think with such conversations like this, we can then transform those experiences of hurt and anger into mental resilience and personal development. And I just hope this has been useful for everyone listening. Peace out. Take care. Stay safe. Hey there, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Yellow Pill Podcast. If you liked our show, please support us by giving us a five-star rating and review. And also be sure to share with your friends, siblings, colleagues, and anyone you think might enjoy the episode. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Pill Pod on Instagram to stay in touch with us during the week. That's at the Yellow Pill Pod on Instagram. Once again, thank you for taking the Yellow Pill with us today. I'm your co-host Wally and right next to me is Toby and we wish you the very best in the coming week. Till next time, peace and love people. Peace and love.